You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Hawkeye Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and as I teased yesterday, we are joined by a very special guest, Jarek Andreski. Jarek, this is the second time on the show, and today we're talking about women's basketball. The first time it was all men's basketball, but now we're talking about women's basketball because the Iowa women's basketball team is in the Sweet 16, and I think I can speak for most of Hawkeye Nation to say, I didn't even think we were going to make the tournament this year. So... The Sweet 16 is pretty darn good, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, it's been great. I mean, they started the season, you know, not getting any votes in the AP polls. Um, and slowly but surely, they just um, put the, put together a really good season. Obviously, the emergence of Caitlin Clark certainly put them on the spot. Um, Coach Lisa Bluter said the other day after their win that, you know, even she wasn't expecting quite a season like this from Caitlin. So um, their emergence this year has been great. And um Coming up here on Saturday, we're finally going to get the showdown that I think we've been all waiting for. Absolutely, man. It's been it's been a long time coming, and I've had a lot of shows where I've just basically ranted about how Caitlin Clark is not getting the notoriety she deserves. And let's maybe touch on that because when you look at just statistics-wise, Caitlin Clark beats Paige in a lot of statistics. She beats a lot of people in a lot of the, the main statistics. But what I think is more important than just your statistics is – who is your surrounding cast? And I don't mean this as a knock on the Iowa women's basketball squad, but UConn is a perennial contender. They consistently have, it'd be like, it'd be like comparing the Iowa football team to Alabama, right? I feel like UConn is the Alabama of women's basketball. They are always filled with a ton of very talented, you know, ladies and that's nothing against them. But what Paige is having to do is not nearly as difficult as what Caitlin has had to do. And then again, being a true freshman, I just don't understand how people don't see that. Is that kind of your thought as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, UConn has been the gold standard um, of a dynasty, I think, for the past 20 years, really. I mean, I was thinking just yesterday, it's not that like, you know, U- UConn is the Alabama. It's more like Alabama is the UConn of yeah. college football. I mean, UConn's had this set up before all these other dynasties that we currently have. Um, I mean, Paige Bukers was the the number one recruit coming out of her class, and I think rightly so. Um but I mean, when you look at an individual basis between the two of them, obviously Caitlin has to do maybe more heavy lifting than Paige does. Um, there are a lot of good players on the Hawkeye team. Sonano has been great during this postseason run shooting like 75% from yeah. the field, which is, and it's weird. It looks like she should actually be shooting higher. Just watching the games. It's like really only 75. I feel like she's knocking down 90% of the shots he's, she's taken. Um, but that's definitely a good way of looking at it. Um, I mean, UConn is the gold standard. And so um, Iowa's certainly going to have their hands full um, when they go up against them. But when you look at that individual individual matchup, that's going to be super exciting. And I'm so glad that um, I was sort of getting the national recognition that they've really deserved uh, for how they played this year. Couldn't agree more. And it's about time. I mean, uh, Megan Gustafson elevated this program to national media awareness. Um, I feel like with Kathleen Doyle, they could have been there as well. They had the opportunity, but unfortunately their season canceled. Um, and then with Caitlin Clark, I mean, we potentially have her for four or five years and this team is pretty young. Uh, Monica Sanano, the only person I think that's starting in the lineup, that's a junior. And then you also got to factor in these, these ladies have a free year. If they want it, I would assume that it's more likely they take it than some of the men typically do. Um, but just, 
just, you know, given the, the state of professional basketball, um, you mentioned UC or not UCLA, you mentioned UConn, a ton of women's championships. So again, a very, very tough opponent all around. Um, what are your thoughts going into this game though? Does Iowa have a chance? I mean, I think one way I've always looked at the game of basketball and where I think it's unique from other team sports is that if you have the best player on the court, you always have a chance to win the game. More than any other team sport, a single player can take over a game and just say, give me the ball and everybody get out of the way. A pitcher in baseball, that's one half of the battle there. You know, in football, quarterback, there's some, in basketball, you can just say, it's going to be me and the person across from me, and I'm going to go get a bucket right now. Um, that obviously won't be the full, you know, 40 minutes of gameplay for Iowa. They're going to have to play as a team. But I think having Caitlin Clark, who's right now the hottest commodity in college sports, let alone women's basketball or college basketball right now, Caitlin Clark is the person to be paying attention to if you like college sports. Um, and so I think that that gives them at least a shooter's chance. Um, the margin of error for Iowa is absolutely razor thin heading into this game. And UConn's going to have to sort of help them, you know, just by beating themselves maybe a little bit. It's certainly possible, but I mean, UConn's favored in this game. And I think for good cause. Yeah, I mean, coming into this game, UConn is fourth in the country in two-point percentage, or yeah, two-point percentage allowed, second in the country in points allowed total, and 19th in three-point percentage allowed at 26.3%. Iowa's coming in as the top-ranked three-point shooting team in the country. When you look at what Iowa did versus Kentucky, I think there's some themes there, though, that you can maybe translate into what they could potentially do to UConn. You mentioned that UConn needs to help them out. Kentucky did not shoot well from the field, especially early on. And, and there were some contested shots, but I would say a lot of them were – relatively decent looks. They just were not knocking down. And then on the Iowa side, they pushed the pace. But what was more important to me, Caitlin Clark had a phenomenal day. I mean, she outscored Kentucky in the first half, but others were getting involved. We saw McKenna Warnick hit a couple threes, Gabby Marshall hitting a couple shots, and obviously Monica playing typical Monica ball down low and doing a fantastic job. I feel like that's part of it. And then I felt defensively, Iowa came out pretty strong in that first half. Maybe not, again, not going to break any records for being a great defensive team, but I thought they were swarming to the ball and at least putting some pressure on Kentucky, which gives me a little hope going into this UConn game. Is that what you noticed as well, or is there anything else that you saw from Kentucky? Yeah, I mean, getting the whole team involved early, I think, was great for them. Um, all five of their starters had scored within the first, I think, four and a half minutes of the game. So, I mean, it was, a, I mean, Caitlin had 11 at that point, but they were <laughs> at least getting everybody else at least a shot or two up, which was good to see. Um, yeah, I mean, getting out to a start like that when a team knows their season's on the line, that's, gonna, that's such a huge momentum shifter and puts so much pressure on the other team. Um, Iowa can't afford to go down by double digits really at any point in this game um, coming up against UConn, they're going to want to get out and get out to a big lead early. I think it's going to be sort of similar in terms of what you want to avoid uh, the Maryland game in the big 10 championship. Everyone knew that Maryland had the firepower and that their offense was absolutely lethal. And that if they sort of got out and running it, there's really no turning back. That's their offense is too good to give up big swings. So um, and that's how it played out. Maryland ended up cruising in that game. So getting a big lead early, or at least getting momentum early in this game is going to be key for Iowa. And I think a large part of that is going to be getting some other people involved in the offense. So that way it takes some pressure off of Caitlin Clark to just go out there and pray, play freely without having the pressure of knowing, okay, if I'm not doing my thing, 
no one else is going to step up. Seeing other people hit shots is going to make your job a lot easier. All right, we're going to quickly pause the conversation with Ben, you know, talking about this Iowa-Oregon matchup and, and what happened in that game to tell you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to serve to shop for all of your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything though, from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I can personally attest to this. I saved $50 on two engine air filters by going to rockauto.com. So right now, go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Absolutely. I mean, she's undoubtedly going to be the focal point of UConn's defense, a very strong defense. But we also saw Kentucky make her the focal point as well, putting their SEC, you know, defensive player of the year who said, I want to smell what she's eating for or a for breakfast. I'm like, all right, let's see how this works out. And then Caitlin Clark goes in transition, does a step back three. I'm like, good freaking luck with that. No, I mean, that was such a beautiful I mean, she just came out gunning and I mean, there is no answer for her all game long. Yeah. I mean, if she's shooting like that again, I mean, I was going to be hanging in there from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, you just you can't stop when you're going to put up 38 and you're going to hit six of eight from three. There's not a lot to do to stop that. The one thing I will say that uh, worries me, Iowa. obviously the defense is a concern, but I felt like they figured that out a little bit there. At least they were playing a little bit more um, energetic and aggressive defense. They, they still get, did get caught in transition a few times, but managed to work that out well. Um, the second half, though, that's the third quarter, Kentucky tried to make a run. Iowa did stop them. But when Caitlin Clark is out, I feel like that's also a big factor in Iowa. And when they're pushing the pace so much, it can be a little bit difficult to keep her in the game the entire time and keep those starters because the depth is not very good. I don't, I don't want to talk, but it's not, it's, not as, it's not as good as some of these top-tier teams. So um, that is going to be a challenge as well as how can you keep your team in the game when your star players are on the bench? And that doesn't just include Caitlin. That includes Monica, McKenna, and Gabby. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's frustrating because when Caitlin's out there with some of the other bench players and the role players, her game elevates them. Her play is, is, is um, suited for effect to help the team out. I mean, she said before that she's like, I think – we, we do better when I'm having a 20-point game with 10-plus assists as opposed to me scoring 30 with five assists. You know, she wants to be able to get other people involved and just having someone like Caitlin out there is, you know, is going to open things up for the other players. So when you take her out of that equation, um, it, it's difficult, especially when the offense is so tailor-made for Caitlin at this point to where when you take her out, it it's not the same. You're almost having to completely run a completely different style of offense because you don't have Caitlin out there anymore. So getting the depth to be able to contribute from the jump, um, obviously defensively, if people can come off the bench and just have that energy to get stops um, to at least sort of keep whatever the lead is, whoever has it sort of where it's at without it growing, you know, in UConn's favor until Caitlin can get back out there, that would be huge, but it's going to be a tall task because I mean, UConn, um, when you're looking at a team top to bottom, they're just as stacked as anybody in the country. 
Yeah, could, couldn't agree more. It's going to be difficult. Uh, one name I wanted to talk about with UConn that's not Paige Beckers is Nika Mule. Um, she, Mule uh, she's out with an ankle injury, has been out with an ankle injury, um, should be able to play in this game, which will obviously bolster UConn's presence. Again, a team that is very strong all around. Um, from the Iowa standpoint, though, who is the person outside of Caitlin Clark or even Monica that you feel like is the key difference maker in this game? I got one person in my mind. I want to know who you think. I mean, I would love to see Gabby Marshall have another Big Ten style game where she just goes off and hits six threes. You know, I mean, that's a tall task to do. But um, I mean, when she gets open looks, I mean, she can knock them down just as well as anybody. So if Gabby can get get to her spots out on the perimeter, knock down some open shots, that's going to really stretch the floor for Caitlin to drive and dish or for um, Sonano to be able to get the ball in the post and work without worrying about double teams. So I would love to see Gabby um, hit some shots from the three-point line, but who is it? Who do you ha- who do you have in your mind, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, on the, from the starters, we got Kate Martin, and the reason why is she just does all the dirty work. She's going to be the person that's going to be drawing charges. She's going to be person, hopefully, getting people in foul trouble, and then she can she has the capabilities of hitting one or two threes a game. I feel like if she can be that fourth option, because I feel like at this point, Gabby's really come on strong the last couple of weeks, she's really certifying herself as that third option or even the fourth of you, you know, Count McKenna. Now Kate can be a scoring threat that makes that starting lineup really tough. I also think Sharon Goodman's a really interesting option because when you look at what UConn brings to the table, they got some size, Olivia Nelson, Ododo, um, 7.7 rebounds per game, 1.7 blocks per game, six foot five. Um, that's not the size that Iowa typically has. So um, how does Monica handle that? How does Sharon come in and, you know, fill in Monica's space. I think that could also be interesting because UConn is a, they're a better scoring team in the paint than they are shooting threes. They're not a they're not as strong of a three point shooting team as you typically would expect 51st in nation shooting 34.7%, but that's really hyped up by page and only page. So I think to me, it's, it's Sharon and Monica definitely down low. Yeah. I mean, Goodman's going to be some good size. I, she's made the most of her minutes. She's only playing about eight a game, but whenever she gets in, uh, she makes her presence known pretty much immediately on the glass and, and down low on the offensive end. Um, and one thing I love about Kate is her offensive rebounding. She, for a guard, she has yeah. a knack of just getting into the paint, avoiding people trying to box her out and grabbing offensive rebounds. And in a game where every possession is going to matter, getting some second chances are going to be crucial. I think she averages like one and a half a game, which for one of your guards is yeah. pretty good production from that position to be able to come out from the perimeter. It's not like she's camping out down low. She's got to come in from the three-point line, crash hard, and is able to out-rebound some of the bigger people around her. So um, she definitely brings a level of energy, like you said, that dirty work that really contributes to winning basketball, and she's going to need to do make a lot of plays like that um, against UConn. Yeah, she's the Iowa women's equivalent to Drake Drake Garrett Sturts. And I'm going to bring up that name simply because I'm from Newton and I, I love <laughs> anyone that's from Newton that actually plays D1 sports. And Garrett's a phenomenal basketball player for Drake, doing very similar things. Uh, so we talked a lot about this game. I think it's very clear UConn has the advantage in, in several areas. I think Iowa's offense can score, but how can they defend and can they keep up with UConn? I feel like this could be a close game for three quarters and UConn pulls away at the end is kind of my thought. But what is your prediction for this game? All right, y'all, last pause before we get into segment number two 
or excuse me, second number three of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. I got to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Betonline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television, real-time updated odds and props, and almost anything you can imagine. Betonline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on. That's right. Go to betonline.ag. When you sign up, use the promo code locked on and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it's time to find out though which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is chocolate brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake. Let us know your thoughts. I personally am going to take the chocolate brownie chunk, but I'm just not a very big almond or a fruit kind of person. So lemon almond cheesecake is definitely not the flavor for me, but it's your time to let Built Bar know which is the best flavor. Go vote today at BuiltBar.com or go to Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And remember, when you want to purchase your next box of Built Bars, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting pro protein bar ever and the NFL draft is weeks away it's time to start following our locked on NFL draft duo the draft dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to and the locked on NFL draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast follow locked on NFL draft and draft dudes on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast at yeah I mean I would I'm looking at UConn somewhere between 10 to 15 when it's all said and done um I would I just the way that I was rolling right now, I'd like to think it's not going to be a repeat of the Big Ten championship game where Maryland was sort of just in control for, for basically the entire stretch of the game. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's going to be super tough for Iowa. I mean, they're going up against, like we said, one of the absolute powerhouses in sports with UConn. Um, they have stars. They have depth. Um, they got defense. So it's going to be a tough challenge for them. But, yeah, I would expect the first half at least to be a contest. You know, that second half is normally where you see the better teams sort of separate themselves. This year, UConn is the better overall squad. Um, and so it's most likely going to play out that way, where once we see the third and fourth quarters sort of coming rolling around, that that's when UConn's going to st- extend that lead. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So then let's look at this as, you know, it's, you know, let's be honest. It's probably going to be a loss. I want to see a win. I'm going to be watching it. They're going to be on ABC prime time, which is amazing for Iowa women's basketball and women's basketball in general. I'm, I'm very frustrated by the fact that I have to steal my buddy's YouTube TV login to be able to watch Iowa women's basketball. That's pathetic in my opinion, but nevertheless, I digress. It's still a lot of fun to watch the games and I'm glad we're going to see it on ABC. We're expecting a loss here. But to me, this season is a huge win for the women's basketball squad. Um, what do you see going forward, though? Because I, I see a team that they're only going to – the sky is you know the sky is the limit here, and they could be a team that's number one seed in, in a year or two years. Yeah, I mean, what you love is when you look at this roster, all the core contributors are going to be coming back next year. Um, you're going to have this group return. Um, their chemistry, you've seen, if, if, you've, if you've watched the season from start to finish, their chemistry has just grown exponentially on the court. They've learned how to play with one another, what works. Um, and I mean, Iowa right now is sort of the spot for college basketball. I mean, Caitlin Clark has put this team 
on the map, or at least pushed it even further than some of the other greats, like we mentioned in Kathleen Doyle and Megan Gustafson right before. Um, I mean, we've got Kevin Durant talking about her, Scott Van Pelt, um, Sue Bird. I mean, every, I mean, she's become your favorite players, yeah. favorite player in women's college basketball. Um, and that's going to do wonders for this program. You got a head coach in Lisa Bluter, who's one of the most well-respected coaches in college basketball. She's done great stuff at Iowa over the past 20 years. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be a spot where not only is this group going to continue to thrive and succeed, but people are going to be, I think people are going to start looking at Iowa more so maybe than they have been as a spot to go. I want to play there. I, I, you look at Caitlin Clark and I think a lot of people are going to go, I want her to be passing me the yeah. ball and giving me open looks. I want to be suiting up right next to Caitlin. Um, so I think, I mean, the future is so bright this se- season, despite what happens on Saturday, already a success. We mentioned earlier, I mean, they weren't ranked at all at the beginning of the season. No one was really counting them as any sort of team that could make a run up to this point, getting to the big 10 championship, winning four. I mean, they played four straight games. They had to win three games to get in there. It's not like they had a double buy or anything yeah. to advance to that. Um, they had to win their way to that game, making it way with at least two wins here in the national t- tournament. I mean, what a season from this Iowa women's team and, You'd only expect it to be even better next year when they have their legs under them and don't have to sort of figure out who they are at the beginning of the season like they did this year. Absolutely. The Iowa women's basketball team, I feel like, is playing with house money coming to this game, which is always, I guess, a good side to be on. You have literally nothing to lose going against UConn, so maybe they will shock the world, and it will be quite a fun Saturday tomorrow watching that game. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, Jarek, we just got some transfer news. Austin Ash is leaving the men's basketball program. Um, Austin Ash, a fan favorite for the last couple of years because he can – you know, supposedly can hit threes better than Jordan Bohannon, and he has all the confidence in the world. Whenever the ball's in his hands, he's going to pull up even when Iowa's up by 30. Um, Austin Ash, want to get your thoughts on that. I feel like it makes sense for him to maybe get some playing time at a smaller school. Um, I would assume probably D2, but maybe, you know, mid-major, low-major, D1. What are your thoughts on where maybe Austin Ash heads? Yeah, I mean, this was – I think this was sort of a plan for this season for him. I, th- um, I don't think it was really um... – a well-kept secret in Iowa city that this was going to be Austin's last year with the team. Um, but I mean, his teammates have nothing but respect from they're happy that he's actually going to be able to go out and start getting some, getting some minutes in a different program. And um, because, I mean, like you said earlier, Jordan Bohannon um, and him have had sort of a back and forth. He would win a three point contest. Austin's betting the money on himself. Um, but Jordan said, you know, obviously Jordan being Jordan, he's not backing down. He said that Jordan, he would win it, but, he says that Austin's one of the most skilled players that he's ever played with. I mean, it's, he's no joke. Um, and I think that that's one thing that's um, easy to sort of lose as a viewer is when you're seeing somebody sit on the bench for an entire game, except for the final two minutes of a 40 point blowout, you assume that they can't play basketball. Um, no, everybody on a D one roster, I promise you, if you're watching from home would absolutely spank you out on the court. If you played a pickup game, Austin Ash is no joke. He's the real deal. And he's going to find himself a great home somewhere else and, um, hopefully get some playing time and some minutes and can really put on display how talented he is and just enjoy his, his senior year of basketball. 100% agree. And I think Iowa fans have shown a soft side to players like Austin Ash who have transferred. Riley Till, very supportive. Cordell Pemsel, very supportive. I would argue probably not, probably not very supportive of Isaiah Moss, but outside of Isaiah Moss, 
uh, and that was a different circumstance. Yeah. Our Iowa fans are very supportive of the guys who transfer to get more playing time and, um, you know, put in their work at the Iowa basketball program. Wish, uh, wish Austin uh, Ash the best. Um, Jarek, as always, appreciate you coming on. Know you have a very busy day, but where can folks find you at? Uh, on Twitter is mostly where I spend my time at local <laughs> for Jarek, uh, the number four, and then Jarek, J A R E K. Um, that's normally where I'm, I'm hanging out talking Iowa hoops and I'm always happy to, to talk more Iowa hoops with as many people as I can. So I appreciate you having me on again. Absolutely, man. Wait, are you going to be down there for the game tomorrow? No, I was, I was in Indy for, for the men's tournament, um, San Antonio, a little bit too far of the trip. Um, I mean, who knows if they make a big run and they find themselves in the, the final four, Maybe I'll be able to convince the the powers that be over at my new station that that trip down to San Antonio would be worth it. But um, yeah, no, I'll be staying here in the Quad Cities, but um, still be covering the the women's team nonetheless. I love them, man. Well, at least they're on ABC, which is uh, always great to see. Uh, Jarek, always a blast having you on. Have a fantastic day. And Hawkeye Nation, appreciate you tuning in to today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Have a fantastic Friday, and let's go Hawks.